You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. stands for skillet corn that I made for dinner and then almost rubbed jalapeno on my eye. Skillet corn is delicious. It is. Um, I don't think it's possible for corn to be underrated, but it somehow is, considering like we as a yeah. people, as Americans, eat more corn than probably anybody else on earth. Well, that's why we're good at football, right? Right. But it still feels like we need enough corn. It's delicious. <laughs> I'll eat it anyway. Any way you serve it, I eat corn. Cream corn, cornbread. Yeah, I love corn. Are you the Bubba Gump of corn? Sure. <laughs> I'm probably that way about eggs. I'm probably the Bubba Gump of eggs. I, I have not met an egg varietal that I do not love. You I eat them raw. raw. I eat raw. Well, <laughs> no, but I do eat pickled eggs, boiled eggs, you know, all, all sorts of eggs. I don't know if I've ever had pickled eggs. It's not really my speed. You got a hard boiling egg and you you put in vinegar for an extended period of time and it becomes pickled egg. And that is a great little snack with your fish and chips. So, guys, Chief is not going to be on the pod tonight because his wife's not feeling hot. He's tending to her and and his brood of children. Um, so Ryan and I have the choosing his family over this highly successful podcast. Ryan and I have the unenviable position of talking about what might be the rubble of a college football season. And this might be the end of the sport. Football. I'm just being dramatic. No, <laughs> it could very well. The sport be as we know it. Sport as we know it. Um, the sport that comes back in 2021 might be a different sport. If or we're lucky, this rule. could be the end of the NCAA. But I don't think we're that lucky. The NCAA has proven time and time again it is really good at its only job, and that is to find reasons for the NCAA to exist. And well, I guess it has two jobs: that and declare. Who else could organize a basketball tournament every year? Right. It organizes a basketball tournament that at this point, really, computers could just do. We don't really need the NCAA. Like, some guy's iPad could organize the basketball tournament every year on its own. And I'm sure ESPN would love to just take that on itself. Yeah. 
they could probably do more it. Or less what they've done with the playoffs. So. Yeah, right. I it wouldn't, and I, I also, be fair, Ryan, wouldn't be shocked at this point to see ESPN pitch a eight-team playoff for college football just starting right now. Well, yeah, the seasons have all been canceled. Okay, well, let's talk to the ADs at these eight schools, and let's just bubble them and play a playoff. So they're just going to pick uh, Clemson, fan bases, or No, it'll be Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Oklahoma. Something tells me Auburn's not getting in this. No, but Georgia will. And um, probably Texas. And then LSU, because they're defending champs, will make it. And then somebody from the – How about the last eight schools to win a title? Well, they won't do that because Georgia wouldn't make it, and they got to get Georgia in. Well, you know, what's another year? Right. No, I really really think that 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 could be in the cards. However, it could also be in the cards that the SEC – here's what I think. I think the SEC says, yeah, we're going to call it hazard pay. That's what we call it. So this year, uh, the players all get paid money, and we call it hazard pay. So we're going to give our guys – everybody's going to get an extra fifty grand a year to play football for the SEC schools. It's just their cut of the TV deal, and we're calling it hazard pay. And that's the end of the NCAA. And so we can't do that. And SEC says, watch us, champ. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to do it anyway. I was about to say, I mean, if the SEC just decides, yeah, we're playing, don't care about the other conferences, don't care about a playoff, we're going to pay our guys, and we'll, we'll concede some of the things that the We Are United uh, movement yeah, was looking sure. for. They'd have a, if they'd the have SEC a does that, some what, sort. who's to stop them? Yeah, they'll have a Title IX lawsuit of some sort. They'll probably win it, because it actually doesn't really violate Title IX to pay that, the football players. That's actually a, a misnomer. Right, and of, part of their part of their demands are that they don't pull from other sports to fund exactly the paying the players. So but then you would so you, that they get a timeline lawsuit, they might actually win it. Then you would see the NCAA step in and say, "Well, you're all suspended from football for, from bowl games." And again, if the SEC is the one running the games, exactly. I mean, I, I'm fully confident that the SEC could negotiate their own TV deal for this They're, weird year. Just just do it for this year. Yeah. And they could hire their own refs. I mean, I, I assume the co- that they already hire their own refs, don't they? They already so, hire their own refs. What is, this, what is the NCAA holding over? The NCAA doesn't do anything except figure out how to keep amateurism as a thing. Right. So then all the NCAA would do is, well, you're on probation from – bowl games, or we quit counting these These wins don't count for your all-time records, which nobody cares, cares. about. So then the NCAA would have, would have to hold something else. The NCAA might go as far as to say, your department is obviously rogue, therefore your basketball teams can't make the NCAA tournament. And that's where you could see like Kentucky, Auburn, schools who you know have a really good chance of doing yeah. good things in the tournament might go, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's a bridge too far. You can't punish our basketball team because our football team's making cash. But the flip side of that is you could see another conference just do what the SEC does. You know, maybe the ACC, maybe the, the Big 12, probably not the Pac-12 or the Big 10. No, they're done. 
Pac-12 right. and Big Ten are done for a number of reasons, but they're done. And um, part of that was, I think it was re- revealed today that Chip Kelly had said that today was the first day any of the UCLA coaches had been able to go into the facility because of local COVID regulations. Even if they had had a season, you can't. Well, so I mean, that's got to be the same case as USC then, right? SC, well, yeah, SC and probably, you know, at least some of the other closer to LA schools. Right. I don't know about Cal. Like, yeah, so if that's the, if that's the case, Pac 12's got to cancel. Now, Pac 12 also has to deal with the fact that uh, they're going to lose every labor lawsuit they get into in California. Every single one. The players will win every single one. They have, they've won every single time they've sued in California. They're going to keep winning every single time they sue. Because from a legal standpoint, unless you have an incredibly conservative view of student-athletes, it doesn't make any sense. I'm sure you've tried to explain college football to maybe a friend in Germany when you were living over there. Yeah, it's and, and I guess their reference for that is the club soccer system. Right. And these... 18, 20 year olds, they get paid for playing, right? Sure. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's amateur year olds get paid. 15 and 16 year olds get paid to, to play. The, the, the thing is, and I, I have a friend who got a, his master's degree in basically in sport in Germany, and he wrote his master's thesis on the grassroots soccer structure of the United States because people in Germany are fascinated about it. He's German. He interviewed all these people, and he basically told me, it was like, if your country didn't have 330 million people, you guys would be terrible at sports. Because your development of players is so far behind every other country. Because you don't have a cohesive system. Like, there is no, there's no sure. cohesive, uh, one person is in charge of the rules. Okay, yeah. One person in charge of what player development looks like, like there, there isn't that, and there, that's what exists in Spain, in Germany, in England, and all these other countries. There is a bureau of of sport, and or a in Germany it's the Deutsche Fußballbund, it's the German Soccer Bund, which is like a bureau, and that organization licenses coaches. They have to continue to get their licenses like renewed every couple of years. The practices all kind of look the same. Like everything has to be pretty similar. Then, like you said, the club system. So it, every team has a, a team down to the 15-year-olds, some younger. But the 15-year-olds, when they can start getting money, and they pay those kids, not like millions of dollars, but they pay them money to, um, they pay them money to play they give their parents travel stipends so the the parents aren't losing all this money you look at soccer in america if you want to or travel baseball it costs parents like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get a to be a professional baseball player professional soccer player with and all then the we travel. tie all of our sports and the schools as well and then the time and so our coaches are also pe teachers or math yeah. teachers or in terms of efficiently developing athletes, it's not the best way to do it. The best way to do it would be to have a kid who shows promise as a basketball player at 12, and instead of him playing for East Gwinnett High School, he goes and plays for the Atlanta Hawks club team, U-12s, while going to 
school. And then when he turns 15, he moves into the academy and literally is being given a basically a GED while day in, day out training basketball. So if he funk, flunks out, he's got a degree, a high school degree. He can then go to university if he wanted to. But if he doesn't flunk out, he's developed into a professional by one team. What if we pretend that these guys have to go to a university developing their athletic career at the same time? So it doesn't make any sense. Like It doesn't make any sense why Derek Brown needs to go to a four-year institution while playing football. You can, I think part of it is we as a society prioritize going to school at a certain age as opposed to like when, okay, when you were in college, did you have anybody in your classes who were ex-military? Yeah. Who were like 30? And it was yeah, always on their strange. Agile, yeah. yeah. It was always super strange. It shouldn't be strange. That's really normal getting your degree after you get out of one job. Yeah, so it like kind of makes sense to, to work in a field a little bit to get exposed to it before you decide to spend $100,000 on a degree yeah. in that field. Exactly. So, like, Derek Brown goes and plays for the Atlanta Falcons. Because he's from Georgia, right? Yeah, he's from Lanier High School. So Yeah. When I so he'd go play for the Falcons system unless the Falcons decide to want him when he's 16 and sell his rights to the Bucks, and then he goes and plays for the Bucks Academy. So how does that and work? Though? If it's a, he's a kid, you can you get to try out, make the move. No, yeah, you can try out too. Like so, for instance, Christian Pulisic, his dad moved to Dortmund from Hershey, Pennsylvania, and Christian Pulisic tried out for Dortmund as like a 17 year old and made the team, made the U17s. So you can move, like, if you're like, okay, if your dad's like, hey, I think Ryan, I think Derek Brown has a better chance of making the pros developing with the Panthers than he does with the with the Bucks or whatever. We're going to move up to Charlotte or somewhere they have might have a satellite campus and try out. Whereas, like, like there'd be campuses all over the southeast. Right. It's so like Birmingham would probably have three campuses for, for three major teams closest by. There'd be like a Titans campus, a, a Falcons campus, and a Panthers campus. So it's it's closer to, not I mean, not an exact parallel, but it's closer to like the minor league baseball system. Much closer to that. And so like then you get developed, and if you don't make it, well, no skin off the team's nose. Um, the team did have to develop, you'd have to pay for your you know school. Like the team would pay for your private school while you're working with them. And give your parents some travel money, but, but then, you know, that's it. You got a college, you got a high school degree. So in this case, like, it could work in the collegiate system, where like a kid could get drafted by, or he could he could be going to high school under the Falcons Academy, and we keep college football around, but every single guy on the team is his rights are all owned by different. Whatever, different okay. NFL teams. Yeah. And Auburn is just the developmental step that they chose. They chose to go to Auburn. They're all going to go to the NFL next or the next step up. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, that's a long way to say that there are a lot of different <laughs> ways to skin a cat. 
in the United States, we are doing college football because what we've been doing since the turn of the 20th century. Um, it didn't make a ton of sense in the turn of the 20th century, and it makes less sense now if you look at it from a 30,000-foot view or from an outsider's perspective. Well, it made sense in the sense, in the sense that it was I mean the sport developed around 20-year-olds all living in the same area being sure. organized to play a game. Yeah. If you look at it from that perspective, it makes sense that it started in the university level. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future is. Uh, of Here's the thing. College sports could diverge in the sense that college football, like the conferences can go do their own thing and keep the current structure for other sports. I don't think that's off the table. No, you're right. I think, like, there's no reason why collegiate soccer doesn't stay exactly the same as it currently right. is. You know? Other than the fact that they're not going to have a season. And the fact that they're being that. funded by football. Like, they, they are. Those, those sports are all 100% funded by right. basketball and football. Like, so I, I think there's going to be a lot of fringe sports that go away unless the U.S. Olympic Committee begins funding them. Like, if all of a sudden the USOC begins funding collegiate swimming, maybe it sticks around. But otherwise, how are we paying well, for why, why would they want to fund collegiate As swimming a they could just create their own system? They could. But it's a because it pre it, it's existing. It already sure. has there already is a system. It's less of a structure. Yeah, they just keep giving cash out to Division One swimming programs, like, like grant basically. It's a it's a research. I grant. mean, there you go. Right. Yeah, because otherwise there's really no reason. Yeah, if you look at the amount of money it takes to run like a like a field program, it's nuts. It doesn't make any. No one goes to track meets. No one watches them on TV. Well, then you have sports like college golf, where I mean, it's it's great that colleges have a golf program you can participate in, but the best golfers, like if you're trying to go play on tour, most of the time you don't go to college. And a sure. lot of these guys, I mean, and, and not all the time. It's it's almost kind of like a fifty-fifty, especially with as many international players are in the game now. But a lot of these guys are they're working on their game, not going to college. Yeah. And yeah, same with, similar to college baseball. And like, and similar to what basketball could have been had the NBA not put a age restriction in place. There was a really, people were really worried that that would happen to basketball. That all of a sudden, all the best players would go play professional basketball. Seeing the, the G League maybe start creeping in to make that happen <laughs> to where no top 50 recruits are in the NCAA and they're all playing in the G League. And so you're looking at 50 through, you know, everybody else still playing. Who knows, man? Right, Bruce Girls Wheelhouse. It's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. Um, basically, all we know as of right now, we're not going to make this a long pod, but all we know as of today, here on August the 11th, here as we record this. So anything could change between now. And it's currently 9 o'clock Central. 
I would be willing to bet there will be more news updates before this podcast is released. So. The Big 12 and the SEC seem to be having to have delayed their season but seem to be ready to go. And whereas, I think the SEC is on board with that too. Yeah, whereas the Big 10 has kicked it to the spring, even though I read quotes from three different Big 10 coaches who all said spring season is going to happen. Yeah, because they don't want to – punt on 2021 as well unless the sec goes their own way and says yeah you can you can prepare for your career while you're playing football that would make sense wouldn't it that would be the best what college student isn't preparing for their job while they're still in school well yeah so like the sec should allow their kids to hire agents get their name out there hype up their draft stock train for the combine all the while playing on Saturdays for Auburn. I agree. That's what I did in college. I <laughs> prepared for a job. Like you said, like I got an internship. That's like Darius, agent. Darius Basley. Uh, is it Basley? He's the rookie for the Thunder, Oakland City Thunder. He didn't play college ball last year. Instead, he signed a million-dollar internship with New Balance out of high school. And just basically worked out and trained for the NBA draft for a year. All the while, like, doing social media stuff, filming social media videos for New Balance Basketball. But what's funny about that was they called it an internship. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, isn't that what college students are supposed to do? Internship? Got some breaking Auburn news. Okay. Something we don't really do on this pod. No, because uh, it's recorded, and usually Jack releases it three right. days after it's recorded. So Chris Davis is going to be a cornerbacks coach at Pinson Valley. Chris Davis of the Kick Six? Of Kick Six lore. Unfortunately, do you know what the Pinson Valley mascot is? Uh, man. I'm assuming you don't. An elephant of some sort, like a Bama thing? No, it's – well, and I don't specifically know their mascot. I'm assuming it's the Seminoles because they have the Florida State Spear. Oh. It's unfortunate. That's too bad. Yeah. Got, I mean, in other news, I, I found a bike that I really like, Ryan. <laughs> I really want to buy a new bike. I got like a 20-year-old road bike that I'm trying to get rid of just because I want a new one. Um, it works fine, but the new ones are way better. Like the tires are a little fatter. We figured some stuff out since, since 1999. Um, so if anybody wants the, to like Lance Armstrong, uh, right? Era. Like literally the bike that I have, there are guys that rode in the tour against Lance. The same bike, the same, basically the same bike as I as I ride. Uh, it's the old Cannondale Cad Three. If you're listening to this, it's basically the same bike that Mario Cipollini used to ride. Um, but new bikes, man. I want this bike called the Bomb Track. It's like Rage Against the Machine song, but it's a brand of bike. It's, it's like, you know, decently priced bike. It's 1800 bucks. So if, you, if you're if you out there listening and you're like, hey, I want to float cross and bike, bike money, please do. I'm not above asking people on the podcast for money. I need a new bike. I mean, you put your, uh, your Venmo on every episode. So. I am extremely open about the fact that I think people should just send me cash for no reason. <laughs> Other than the fact that I'm giving you this sweet, sweet content that you're listening to right now to kill time because 
life is finite and you realize that this is the best you think this is the best thing you can do for the last 30 minutes <laughs> so, imagine just people just watching the end of the world listening to orange listen true like, well just kicking back opening up a beer listen to us talk about nothing let's watch the sky melt listen to these two jokers talk about captain ron um it has to be the captain ron episode Oh, for sure. So, Ryan. Oh, no. Apparently doesn't hear me. I'm still okay, recording. We're back. Yeah, see, I heard that whole time. Don't worry. I never stopped recording, and I heard okay. I saw him. I didn't stop recording. We're good. So, um, all right, Ryan, let's do a quick game of Pick'em. Pick them. What are we picking? There's over over under three college football games played on television before Christmas this year. Ooh. Over under three. Can I pick push just because I, I think the academies might play? Well, that's why. The commander in chief cup. Yeah, that's why I said three. That seems to be the best, best bet of, of teams playing. Uh, I think over because I am pretty sure the SEC is going to just throw caution to the wind and at least play week one, and whatever happens, happens. I think you're – I think I agree with you. I think one week of SEC football is more than three games. So if the SEC gets one weekend, that's yeah. it. That's an right, and they're so going to yeah. get to Thursday when the test results come in from like the test on <laughs> Monday or Tuesday, and oh, everybody's going to freak out. Cases. <laughs> yeah. Texas A&M has 83 cases of COVID-19 on the team. <laughs> and are we going to find out they knew about it, and then uh, it's oh, just yeah. going to be a mess. Speaking of which, are the Cardinals playing baseball still? Are they still? Uh, no, they are still not playing baseball. And the Marlins are. Yeah, the Marlins are back to playing now. But um, I think, you know, at this point we're – Two and a half weeks into the season, yeah, and Cardinals have played five games. <clears throat> so they got a. I, I don't know how. I mean, it's not fair to make other teams play doubleheaders every time they play them going no, forward. Got to forfeit those games. Well, but is it a win for the team that didn't play? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you lose when you are an idiot. You lose those games, <laughs> and the other team just lucked out. No, I, I think I think that's what the SEC has to do too. Your team has positive cases. Your team forfeits the next game. Alabama has both to teams have positive cases. What if Alabama has to forfeit the Iron Bowl because going into the season they have three guys test positive and have to quarantine the entire team? <laughs> That'd be the greatest thing in the world. That'd be the greatest way to win that Iron Bowl of all time. Because the Bama would have three never, out of the last four, right? Yeah, Alabama would never stop complaining about that until we all die until the <laughs> death of the universe they would Quarantine. complain about that i heard auburn put the coronavirus in mac jones's breakfast cereal yesterday I heard auburn fan did his girlfriend goes to auburn you know that right she injected him with it she put it in his mask <clears throat> you saw the you saw the uh the uh safe sex Lines from the University uh, of Georgia. I did. You want to get into yeah, that? Uh, I'd rather not. I really hope Auburn sent the, sent some, did not send similar things out to our students. <laughs> I hope that Auburn students are 
smart enough to understand how to avoid coronavirus. Or, like, not animalistic enough to, like, look, I just gotta get it done no matter what. Like, <laughs> can't get the virus. Uh, I just like the fact that they they accept the fact that college students are going to have sex. Sure. But they're still going to wear a mask. Yeah, that's the, that's the thought. We can't get them to, to not, but maybe we can get them to wear a mask? <laughs> that's the classic, like, cool mom. Uh, well, they're going to drink, so we might as well get them to drink at our house. And maybe we'll just they're do it. They're 12, just so what? Well, it's just, it's just going to be beer and wine. They stay at our house, and we, and we monitor the party. No, it's not. They're going to figure something else out. Some chick's going to bring wine coolers and MD-40. That's the way it works. Well, take a commercial break real quick? Yeah, a quick commercial break will come up and close the whole shop out. With 31 minutes and 51 seconds elapsed in this podcast, we took a commercial break. But now we're back talking a little bit of basketball. Now, we had some basketball recruiting news, I guess. Well, ish. I think there were some guys that released some top tens or something, and Auburn was in them. Yeah, this, is, uh, this is insane that you're the one talking recruiting well, right now. I, don't, I, I really think it's bizarre that we even are like, like that anybody is even worried about recruiting at this point, because if I'm a top 50 recruit, I'm and the G League's offering me money today? <laughs> I'm taking it. Oh, you mean I get paid today? Even if there isn't a season? Great. Give me the money. Because if you <laughs> don't do that, you got, you're risking all, you're risking going to college and hoping that there's going to be a season. G League's saying you get money today, season or not. Take the, take the money. Like that's, that's the dumbest thing. That's like the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. Um. You but can then you always get to spend six months getting an education. Sure. But you can always go back to college. College will always be there. We will always figure out ways to take people's money to give them training. That is the name of the game. Um, I haven't seen much out of Bruce since the initial like wear a mask PSAs. So I'm yeah, assuming <laughs> or Gus. What's, I think I've heard a lot of stuff from like other coaches. Like look, if, if, like if you're giving if you're giving coaches an excuse not to hold a press conference and not to have to talk to reporters, Gus is all over that. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Dabo has had a quote about every two weeks. There's like some crazy Dabo Swinney thing that he says. I think he's bored. Actually, yeah. Meanwhile, Gus, I, do we? Does, do people know Gus is in town? Like, <laughs> has anybody heard from or seen him? This is, remember last year at this time, we did a podcast about last year being the quietest offseason in Auburn history. Yeah, and, and probably the best one for Gus. Just because because basketball season went longer than usual, and baseball season went longer than usual. 2020 so. just said, hold my beer. This is. <laughs> What if I there were heard no sports? Thing, I haven't heard one thing about Auburn football. I haven't heard if the team is practiced. I haven't heard who looks good. I haven't heard that so-and-so is in the best shape of his life. I haven't heard about anybody adding 10 pounds of muscle. I have not heard one thing from Auburn football this offseason. Again, I don't know if Gus is in, is in there, Auburn. There have been some stories, uh, not 
not necessarily on the field related stories, but uh, I've, I've been proud of some of our guys for some of their uh, issues on their stances on social issues. Uh, Chandler Wooten, I've been pretty proud of him. Uh, mm. uh, that article he he wrote what two weeks ago now, um, just kind of detailing a lot of the one the issues, uh, racism and classism and all the, all the things he's experienced and that other college athletes have experienced. And then I was also really happy with the way, you know, it seemed like Gus was supportive of him. Alan Green was supportive of him. Uh, it, that hasn't been the case where the other stories all over the country right now where, mm-hmm. Oh, this coach said that. And I, I don't think, I don't feel like that's been an issue around our program. So been happy with that. Yeah, me too. Well, happy with this pod, actually. Kind of a nothing week. We've got one so, more thing to oh, yeah, hit on before we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, the uh, eSports. Sorry, yeah, man. I just didn't yeah, now we're good. Um, since there is increasingly fewer sports to watch uh, going into the fall, uh, our good friends at probably the best-named SB Nation site, uh, Wide Right Natty Light, it's the Iowa State site, uh, they're going to be putting time. together a – esports league and the details are still being set up so don't don't ask me everything just yet but the premise is a bunch of team sites are going to compete we're going to put teams together to play you know madden 2k uh call of duty the show i mean hopefully ncaa depending on who still has all their old consoles um and essentially we'll probably do a tournament for each of those games on each platform uh We'll go from there, and we we can include staff and uh, readers, listeners, you guys. Uh, if you want to represent the college mag team, you can. Uh, there's an article about it on the site. Uh, go check that out. We're we're just kind of putting the team together right now and figuring out what games are going to be played, how it's actually going to look. Um, but ho- hopefully, this it builds into a something that's kind of fun that we can keep track of and compete against fans of other schools since we can't play football because we're not yeah. going to play football. And, uh, well, we, you and I both picked the over, so. Okay, sorry. After that one week of football. Yeah. Well, we could we could just overreact to that one week of football for 12 weeks, I feel like, declare a national. So they better hope that – otherwise – that sounds like Texas A&M's going to win the national championship. Like they're always the best team in the world in week one. Yeah, how are they going to lose four games if they only play one? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. All right, Vanderbilt's Ryan. going to be Kentucky in week one, and they're going to be the oh, SEC champs. Man. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to see you next week, Ryan. We'll hopefully next week we'll find out a little bit more in our incredibly unpredictable and unfolding world that is 2020. All right, Warrior Eagle, Ryan. Bonus.